Hello and welcome to the Climbing Daily Wednesday news show. Today we've got eight C plus boulders, a potential 9B and an outrageous free solo. So an exciting week. Uh, yes, a bit too exciting maybe. Too ex <laughs> Just shake him in the adrenaline or coffee? What's going on? Um, no, I mean a lot of good news and a lot of hard boulders and things, but free solo. Ooh. It is scary. Before we start, uh, can you please subscribe to the channel? Hit that button, say hello to us, leave a comment, do something like that. And also check out our new threads. We have been Arctep... <laughs> Terry, just hitting the camera there. We've been Arcteric up. We've got a new order. I'm wearing a snazzy new jumper. You've got a new tee. I'm got a men's t-shirt and S. Right. Why men's? I don't know. It's comfy. Okay. I've got space to move and Baggy climb. it up. Just, just like the yes. baggy look. Right, my story first. Now, Manu Kornu is one of the biggest personalities, both on the comp scene and outdoor climbing. And he might have just done an 8C+. Manu Cornu has climbed Le Pilar du Désert Assis in Fontainebleau, France. This was reported by 8a.nu and it's on Manu's Instagram. It adds an 8b plus start to an established 8a plus stand start with four moves with the hands. There does seem to be a little debate about the grade, with Manu and four other climbers thinking it's probably 8C+, but the anonymous first ascensionist thinking it could actually be 8C. We gave Manu a ring to find out more. I did the second attempt of uh, Le Pied de Terrassi. It's um, a big line with uh, an hard seat start. You start with a um, bad sloper on your left hand and you go very far, take a little pocket and after you have three or, uh, three or four hard moves for join uh, the low start. Uh, and I work on this boulder since uh, November, so I'm really happy to complete the line um, uh, the last week. Interesting one, this. Um, always cool to see a Font 8C Plus uh, get done. But this sort of anonymous first ascensionist is quite interesting. Who is he? I know. Who right? is she? Who is she? Could be oh. she, could be he. Who knows? <laughs> I'd like to make a big deal of this and start some kind of an investigation. Right. Right. So basically, if anyone's out there in font who wants to do a little private detective work, who climbed this first? Who is it? What's going on? What's everything? Just tell us. Let us know. Please comment below. <laughs> I feel people know. And what? I have like nicknames for this X person. Okay. Ooh, climber X. X climber. The X climber. It's like one of those police reports. Like someone out there knows more than they're letting on. So please let us know. We need Dexter to solve this uh, <laughs> crime. Anyway, we're moving on to an outrageous free solo. As reported on planetmountain.com, at the age of 52, Italian climber Alfredo Weber has made a free solo ascent of Panem et Circenses. The route is 50 meters high and the grade should be around 8C. He first climbed this route in 2018. After two years of specific mental and physical preparation, he went back with two crash pads and free soloed it. The climb is situated at Muro di Pizzarra, close to Arco, and it's a slightly overhanging limestone rock with shallow pockets, tiny crimps, which require a hyper-technical style of climbing. So I think this is insane, uh, but little disclaimer, kids, adults, don't try this at home. Yeah, be a professional idiot before being an actual idiot at home. Uh, look, th this is a weird one. Sport, like free soloing sport climbs, yes. right? It's not totally new. Like nope. Dave McLeod? Dave and Alex Huber used to do it a lot. Uh, and 
did get up to that grade of like 8C, 8B plus, anyway, super hard. I honestly think the grade doesn't matter at that point. Like anything above 5A, it's not soloable. Um, I have a feeling that there is a difference between 6A solos and 8B plus solos. Still, it's like the bolts are there. Yeah, look, I'll be honest, right? I find this a bit of a weird one because mm. I kind of, I understand soloing the mountains, soloing trad routes. Like if it's a super hard trad route, often it doesn't have gear in it anyway, right? So you could argue that like, What's the difference? I know not all trad routes are like trad that, but, but you, you know, it's something about like soloing a sort of manipulated route. Like someone's put bolts in to make it safe, and then someone is ignoring those bolts and climbing up it. It just it kind of blows my mind in a different way. So I, I don't get I don't I get don't, why you'd want to do it. I don't know. I th I honestly think it kind of it, it doesn't matter because like he has his own motivation. He was definitely psyched and trained for it and uh, and made it. So you know. Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying it isn't amazing. Like it's amazing. There's no way I could have the headspace to do anything like mm. that. I just, just why, <laughs> why? But I don't why? know. Comment below. Let us know what you think. Free soloing sport routes. Should should that be a thing? Should it not be a thing? Who knows? Uh, I've got some bouldering news now, and we're heading over to Switzerland. Kim Mashner has sent his fourth 8C roadkill, as reported on 8a.nu. On his Instagram, Kim describes how it took him five sessions to send it, working out the tricky knee bars and slippery heel hooks. This is the third ascent of the route and features a scary slab top out. It was supported by Yane Kruda, Nils Favre and Giuliano Camaroni. Kim is on the national team and he's been able to continue training over this COVID period as his parents own two bouldering gyms. My dad is an insurance broker and my mum is a dyslexic teacher, but why can't they own bouldering walls and then I can be like Kim? Wait a sec, your mom is dyslexic and she's a teacher? I see what you mean. No, she, she teaches people how to be helped with dyslexia. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, uh, yes, so she's a teacher. She is a dyslexic teacher. Mum, right. I'm joking, I love you to bits. Uh, Happy Mother's Day as well, by the way. In um, England. In England, yeah, and other places too. Uh, Kim, awesome thing. That boulder back in your home area again, which seems to be getting absolutely smashed at the moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's in. Temperatures are low, it's snowing. <laughs> friction, everything. HCs if you go believe down. in that. Anyway, moving on to some sport climbing news. Catherine Chong climbed La Ligne Claire 8C+. She explains on her Instagram that after the European Championships, she felt totally exhausted, both physically and mentally. So without any expectations, she went to Saint-Léger to try this route. In the process of sending this route, her motivation and shape slowly came back. Moving on to Italy, where Laura Rogora is back on the rock, and this time she sent Gus Fraba, a short 8C+, first climbed by Stefano Ghisolfi, who on this occasion was her belayer. So there's an interesting video of Laura on this route, and I think she has like a 360 camera on her or something, Ooh. or somebody is definitely filming her with something wide. Okay, can, can you cool. spin the video, or is it just, does it look different on the, on the video? I think on Instagram you can only post one. One angle. One view, yeah, one angle. That could be quite. I've never, like, the 360 thing in climbing hasn't been. Like, I've seen it a bit, especially mm. with sort of mountaineering stuff. The problem is, I think, is you've got to have it, you got to have it extended on you a little bit. Well, yeah, I've seen it on Stefano. So he pops it down his shirt and okay. then has, well, a selfie cam, I guess. 
popping up. Ah, uh, okay. We should try that. I would like to try that. We need a 360 camera. I mean, it's a shameless plug, but if you are a company who <laughs> make 360 cameras, send it to Climbing Daily. We will put it to good use possibly, but we don't know how to use them yet. Um, right, Patagonia now. And Sean Villanueva O'Driscoll has been living in Patagonia for the last year. He's already put up one of the most crazy solos we've ever seen, and he's just nabbed another first ascent. Sean Villanueva and American climber Jonathan Griffin have made the first ascent of La Chalknese, a 500-meter crack climb graded at 7A. The route follows an enormous off-width, as reported by Planet Mountain. They led the route on-site using no pitons, and due to the large size of the crack and them only having two size 6 camelots, they had to run out huge pitches without any gear. They rested briefly at the top before descending. They've named the climb after the town they've been living in for the last year. So Sean Villanueva uh, continuing his Patagonia odyssey at this point. Do, do you think he's ever going to come home? I think he shouldn't. I think he should stay there, write the ultimate Patagonia guidebook. And uh, I mean, there's so much rock left. So, what's yeah. the sense? You're so right. I've got this image of him sort of being there for years, sitting there under some kind of cave with a massive beard, playing his tin whistle. Yeah, perhaps sketching in his guidebook. Um, Sean, if you're listening, are you, are you up to that? Is that what's happening? Maybe it's time to come back to uh, Europe. I don't know. Who knows? Good luck. <laughs> Moving on to some more sport climbing news with the 9A Roundup. As reported on 8a.nu, Mikal Mikusinek made the first ascent of Chiroptera 9a+, which took him about 50 tries to climb it. He actually broke a hold and then glued it back on, and he explains that now it's mono. It's slightly smaller, so it's doable only with a thin middle finger or with a ring finger, like he did. Davide Picco ascent Omen Nomen, a 9A in Padaro Arco. It took him a while since the weather didn't play ball, and then he fell about 10 times in front of the top hold. But last week he put it all together, making it his sixth 9A send. Jonathan Segrist made the first ascent of Big Bursa in Texas. The route requires some reaching moves for Jonathan, and he proposed a grade of 9A slash plus, or just hard 9A. Let's hear more from Jonathan. Matt, Hugo, what's up, you guys? Uh, so anyways, I'm here in Vegas. I just got back from an awesome trip to Texas. As it turns out, there's quite a bit of awesome limestone in central Texas uh, in hill country right around Austin. And Austin is a super, super cool city. So I was there for about a month doing a bunch of climbing and uh, also uh, experienced this insane storm. It was like record for Texas. They had freezing conditions for over a week. There was like single digit Fahrenheit days back to back to back and tons of snow and like totally bonkers storm for Texas. Um, I actually left during that period. There was no climbing to be had. I went to Colorado and it was even colder there, but I got a few things done. So uh, yeah, I had this cool project that a good friend of mine, Clayton Reagan had bolted this super steep muscly climb only like 40 feet long, but definitely really, really steep and like like a lot of hard pulling and squeezing and stuff. It felt like a really good challenge for me, seeing how little I go bouldering. It felt basically like going bouldering. Um, and now I'm hoping that all that translates into a few more projects I have here in the next few months. And then this summer and this fall, fingers crossed, I can get back to Europe, get back to Canada, get back to some other places internationally. So hope to see you guys in person soon but uh, I'm making the best out of being in the US for a really long time and uh, being here at home in Vegas. So yeah, I'm psyched still. Great to hear from you guys and I uh, hope to see you soon. 
Thank you, Jonathan, for sending us the clip. And I gotta say sorry for butchering some names. So <laughs> <laughs> I butchered them all this time. It's part of my thing. Oof. If you butcher enough names, you just you just get known as that's what you do. I know, but I try to get them right. And then like, well, at least this week there were no German names. But like, usually I'm just like, how do you say this? I know. Welcome <laughs> to my world. Now I've got some potential nine B news. In fact, I really want it to be nine B news because I want to stick it on that counter. Loic Zahani has sent Oregon, a 9A plus slash B as reported by 8A.nu. The route is a link-up of two established routes, Sashindanda 9A plus and Bronx 8C plus. The linking section is a boulder problem of around about 8A over three moves. Loic, who is 27, isn't sure about the grade, saying on his Instagram that he thinks it's either hard 9A plus or easy 9B. He had fallen on the last move 10 days ago and waited for perfect conditions to tick the climb. Okay, so here is why I think it should be nine. In fact, let's hold this conversation for the 9B counter. Okay, here's the reasons why I think it should be 9B. Number one, because we haven't had one yet this year. Uh, <laughs> and I'm desperate to add one to the counter. Number two, how can it be 9A plus if you've got a 9A plus into an 8C plus? Like 9A plus plus 8C plus should not be still 9A plus. Maybe you just found it easy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The maths, and I'm not a math expert, but how can you have one thing and then you add something to the thing and then it's the same thing? Surely it's 9B. Surely. Come on. Agree with me. Fun, fun fact, uh, fact check actually. Right. Uh, Stefano climbed 9B this year, 9B plus actually. Did he? Why yeah. did he put it on the counter? Airborne. Yeah, it is on the counter. Flash the counters. Oh, okay. I'm talking to complete rubbish then. This is why you're here, my little uh, climbing geek. Thank you very much. Okay. So this is this could be the second 9B on the 9B counter. C. C. Okay. Is the one missing? <laughs> <laughs> Terry has minor heart attack. Uh, look, I think it should be a 9B. Um, I appreciate he's on the fence. I appreciate usually we have to wait for a second ascensionist on this, and I know I'm breaking my own rules. So um, if you disagree with me, then comment down below. We'll take you into consideration. Shop stuff now. Terry T, what have you got for us? I've got organic crash pads. So bright, big, colorful crash pads. All the pros have them. Uh, they're absolutely stunning and safe to land on. So yes, organic crash pads are back in stock. I can imagine you being very specific because you know organic crash pads have all those different colors and stuff. Yes. You're a style guru. I'm gonna say they're quilted, so they're not that e they're not that easy to make actually. Like okay. it's like stripes are easy to like sew and stuff, but as soon as you put like in a shape or something, they're kind of complicated. So that's why I like them because they're complicated. Just imagine you just being so demanding, just bringing them up and being like, "Listen, I want red, yellow, green, blue." Yeah. It'd be yeah. Terrifying. I yeah. If somebody wants to pop the phone number below, I wouldn't mind ordering one. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about Patagonia. Uh, there's a new collection now available in the Epic mm. TV shop. So go and check them out because, you know, new styles, new colors, new cuts, new clothes. Uh, so that's all linked down below in the Epic TV shop. And while you're there, just scan around the shop and look for a bargain because we do do some cool discounts. Content couch time. Uh, I'm always looking towards somebody who's not no, here anymore. There's no one here anymore. It used to be Flo, it used to be Hugo. It's just you and me. But it doesn't matter, we're selling it. Now, 
we went to the uh, Ekran Ice Festival a couple of weeks ago and I got taught how to move on ice because look I've, I've done like instructional ice climbing videos mm -hmm. before but I've never really thought about the movement I thought about the gear how to hit the ice jobby what's it ice axe thing into the <laughs> into your face <laughs> into my face but I never thought about movement so uh, I got some expert instruction from Lise who is a guide athlete at Let's roll the clip. Cool. So what's the best tip you've learned on this trip? Well, it was an in-depth episode. So mm. it, like for full kind of instruction, go back. But it, it was I, I do a weird thing with my hands. So, so it sounds obvious, right? But instead of going straight up, I was going sideways. Oh. Which was really weird. I had no idea I was doing it until she pointed it out. So if you're like me, a sort of like intermediate, perhaps you want to get better ice climbing, do go check the video out and it's linked down below. Comment of the week. Yes, are you gonna sing? I have a bit of a cold. <laughs> I've had a bit of a cold because I caught some cold, not because of anything else. Right, yeah. So I don't feel moment. I don't feel my vocal cords are there, or like my high pitchedness isn't there. Okay, so this week your excuse is that you have a cold. Yes. Right, fine. I will sing. <clears throat> Comment of the week. Thanks. I actually quite enjoy it when I get into it. I knew, and um, yeah, I it do. looks like it. I yep. really do. Oh. I get there. Have you got a comment? Cute. Um, <laughs> yes, from Jason. Actually, my computer died, so I'm trying to do this off the top. Oh no, there we go. Jason Lego says, saw the video, went straight to the workshop and made these. And he says, waiting for you, Matt. So. There's a challenge open. He's challenging you to make 60mm edges. Right, this is all to do with me wanting to do pull-ups on 6mm edges, but I don't have any, and he mm. made some, right? Yes. I can't make them, Terry, you know this. But, but it's like, why not pop up a tutorial on YouTube? We always give tutorials out. You yeah. know, there are some other things besides climbing on YouTube. Because I lack the basic coordination uh, between my hand and a saw. Right. Right, that's something that can go very easily wrong. And if I lack the basic coordination between a hand and a saw, I'll have no fingers left and I won't be able to climb. I'll I'm be, just going to say Tommy Caldwell. Yeah, I knew you'd say Tommy Caldwell. <laughs> like 9A plus, hardest grade. I'm sure I'd find a way around it. I'm sure I would. But I, I just, I can't. Does someone make them for me, please? Look, if you're making six mil edges, send them over to the Epic TV shop and I'll do some pull-ups, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> a lot of training. Uh, my comment is from Grey Wolf Climber. He talks a lot about speed climbing isn't his thing. It has to be gone after the Olympics, blah, blah, blah. Grey Wolf Climber, I respect your decision. I disagree with it, but I respect your decision. But he does mention, do they have speed gymnastics? Sort of being like, well, you know, why should... Grey Wolf, can you imagine how good speed gymnastics would be? No. Terry, you're a gymnast. Oh, I was. Past tense, very, not a past. Um, okay, spinning on like a bar is so hard already and like the momentum and stuff, if you do it at any faster, you just swing off. And that's not the point of gymnastics anyway. So um, I don't think it's necessary. It would be excellent and you're wrong. Imagine if you had to fit, imagine if you got extra points for, for doing it quicker, right? So like, but, fine, do it in five minutes, but if you do it in three minutes, you get more points. No, 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 but it's artistry. Everybody does something differently. You cannot do the same routine as other 20 people or else it will get boring. Forget the artistry. Imagine the blooper reel. Like imagine no. someone trying to like speed gymnastic <laughs> a bar or something. It would be incredible. This is a bad idea. My disclaimer before, don't try this at home. Maybe really don't try this at home. Right, fine. Right. Comment down below. Am I right? Should we see speed gymnastics? Because I would really, really like to. 
That's it. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, guys. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you next week.